Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It takes an awful lot of land to feed the planet. You know this is true, and you know that the population of the planet is continually increasing. Now, not increasing quite as much as the global pessimists of the 70s and Malthus had in mind, but still increasing. And more mouths mean more food, and more food means more land, at least in theory, in order to produce the food that the people eat. Now, historically, when we thought this was going to be a major concern, you know, 50, 100 years ago, what happened is we developed incredibly better technology for producing more agriculture per acre. And we are still benefiting from that today. So technology solved the problem of scarcity that we thought was being created by increasing population and decreasing land use for agriculture. But we're pushing in that direction again. And with the world population growing, the concern is how do we feed all of these people through the next century and thereafter? And in case you worry that it's only a problem created by increasing population, it's also a problem created by decreasing availability of farmland. One of the most common themes in any community in America is that they're taking land out of agricultural production, farmland, because, hey, look, farming is dicey, it's not all that profitable, and somebody who owns that land and rents it out to a farmer to use for the season probably makes a lot more money if they sell it to a housing developer or a strip mall developer or a school builder, or you pick it. The point is, they can make more money by taking it out of of agricultural production and into some other kind of use, whether it's commercial or residential. As a result, we're trying to feed more and more people on less and less land. But there is a solution on the horizon, one which might at first not seem like the most appealing, but bear with me for a minute. A study published in the journal Oceanography. You say, wait a minute, buddy, I thought you were talking about land. I am. Hang with me, okay? One author of the study, Charles Green, a professor in the Department of Earth and Atmospheric Sciences at Cornell University, says we can maybe feed the planet with algae. In fact, their research indicates that algae has the potential to provide more than 100% of the global protein demand by the year 2050. Now, if you're a foodie like me and you love your steak like me and your chicken and your name it, okay, like me, again, bear with me. But algae is easily grown. It's a very productive source of protein and micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, omega-3. Unlike terrestrial plants, which I love my corn and my broccoli and my green beans, microalgae can provide the complete nutritional range for humans, at least according to Charles Green. And I have no reason to think he's wrong. And if we develop better ways to cultivate it deliberately, it's easy to imagine how we could get there from here. The facilities are commercially viable today. Once we get into the production cycle of using algae more and more, we'll get better at it, more efficient at it, and costs will come down. And the ability to feed 10 billion people on algae alone, if needed, not that we have to go 100%, by 2050 is possible. Now, I know if you're like me loving food, your first thought is the taste and the texture. Oh, of course, I totally agree with you. Nobody wants to eat algae. But let's imagine a future in which algae can be formed and flavored in such a way to so adequately mimic current food types that you eat it and don't notice. Now, if I'm sitting there chewing on a fake algae burger and I know I'm eating a fake algae burger because it tastes and texture is different, I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to need my beef back. But theoretically, if you could show me a way in which the near beef or the near chicken or the near carrot could all come originally from algae, be higher in nutritional value, taste and texture the way I want it, 
I don't care what it's made of. If it's more nutritional for me, I mean, I could lose weight eating hamburgers and steaks made of algae, right? Just think of it. If you could eat steak every meal and your body thought you were eating, you know, healthy protein paste from algae, your mouth would love you and your physique would love you. How's that not a win-win? Now, would we still have traditional land-based food? I mean, sure, of course, that's not going to go away entirely. But when you're talking about a planet of more and more people demanding more and more food on less and less land, you can see the appeal of something like this. However, there are some cautionary notes. The best locations to cultivate algae are South and Central America, Africa, the Middle East, India, Southeast Asia, and Australia, places around the equator with water and heat. Not so much land like the United States. In fact, this could become a competitive disadvantage for farmers in the United States. But then again, remember, farmers are being pushed more and more to the margins right now because of development. So it might actually be a way to give them more premium in the marketplace because the people who want that kind of food would have to pay more for it, perhaps. And so it might not so much be a matter of competition as alternative. And for those concerned about the environment, making algae is much better than making meat. So yeah, 2050 seems a long way away, not quite three decades, but if, 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 a lot of ifs here, as a basic subsistence source, that's no problem. As a complete replacement for every kind of food you eat right now, just as long as I know where it comes from. Silent breed is people! That's the part I want to make sure that we avoid. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.